Hi, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the Study, Apply, Thrive podcast. I'm Vita Cash, the co-pastor and director of women's ministry at Flow Church. The teaching that you're about to hear will help you study and apply the word of God to your life so that you can thrive in every area of life. So go ahead and grab your Bible, your electronic device, your notebook, your journal, your pen, your tea, your coffee, your lemonade, your iced tea, whatever it is that you need to grab, and let's dive into the word of God. Hi, ladies. How are you? I am Vita Cash, the host of the Study, Apply, Thrive Women's Bible Study Podcast. I'm excited to share this time with you. This is a very transparent Bible study designed for women to help you maximize your life through studying and applying the word. It's one thing to study the word, but it's another thing to be skillful in the application of the word of God. And that's when we begin to see our lives change when we know how to study the word. My passion is seeing women walk in wisdom and specifically in the area of emotional and mental health. I want you to have wellness with your health and wellness um, with your emotions and your mental state. And as believers, let's just be very transparent from the very beginning. I know you're probably thinking, wow, she went there quick. But yeah, we just have to be transparent and get there. There are so many women who love the Lord, who are believers, who are faithful in their time, with their talent, with their giving, um, with their fasting, with living holy for God. And they're just secretly frustrated and secretly stressed out. And just because they see so many promises in the word of God that are not happening for them. And sometimes it's just because it's not God's timing for us. But in many cases, it's because we haven't learned how to be skillful in applying the word of God. And so throughout these podcasts, I'm going to share very personal things. I'm going to have guests come in sometimes. But my ultimate goal is to to help you be skillful in applying the word so that you're not stressed about being a Christian. You don't feel like, you know, maybe it's better for me to do what the world does. Maybe it's better for me to live like the world. That's a trick of the enemy. It is not better for you. You are right where God would have you to be. You are right in the will of God. If you're a believer, if you love God, if you love the word of God and you love Jesus, it is going to be my assignment to help you skillfully apply the word of God so that you can thrive in every area area of your life. So if you're ready, I'm ready to study, apply, thrive right now. So on this past Sunday, um, I was sitting in church and my husband is the pastor of our church. So I'm a co-pastor and a first lady and he was ministering the word and he was talking about faith confessions and how our faith confessions can get something for us. And it wasn't something that we hadn't heard before. He had taught that before years ago and you've heard it over and over again, the power of faith confessions and that there's life and death and the power of your tongue. And that um, Psalms 144 says that your tongue is the pen of a ready writer. And as I was sitting there, um, listening to the word, it was so good, good. It was so motivating. And I was so inspired by what he was ministering. I kept hearing just this thought in the back of my mind that using faith confessions is a way that you fight for what God has for you. It's a tool of spiritual warfare. So is fasting and so is giving and so is prayer and so is praise and worship and knowing how to skillfully apply the word. And as I was sitting there, I kept hearing Holy Spirit saying that so many women have lost their excitement about fighting. And so many women, meaning Christian women, have lost their enthusiasm about fighting for what God said that they can have. And so I have a question for you, and it's very simple. Are you a fighter? 
And I'm not talking about being a brawler or instigator. I'm not talking about pulling out weaves and taking off earrings and those kind of things. I'm not talking about being rude, nasty, or messy. But what I am asking is, are you a skilled defender and a seeker of every single promise that God said that you could have? Or have you gotten to a place in your walk with God that you know that God says you can be debt-free? You know that God says you can have a great marriage or you can be great in singleness. You know that he says you could be a great mom, that you can have a promotion, that you can own a business, that you can serve in ministry, that you can um, be at peace. You could have the house that you want, how big, how small, whatever. But you've gotten to a place that you're just tired of going after what God says that you can have. Are you a fighter? Are you a skilled defender? Are you willing to, no matter what, go after every single thing that God said that you can have? Or when you look at your life and you look at areas of your life that have lacked, do you say something like, oh, well, it'll happen soon? Or, oh, well, um, let me get some hope and let me try to make a plan and maybe it'll happen for me. Or God will send somebody to fix this for me. Or are you willing to, when you see something that shouldn't be in your life, if you see lack, if you see a lack of communication between your friends or your spouse, when you see unemployment, when you see homelessness, when you see that you may not be homeless, but you're not living in the home that God has for you, have you gotten to a point where you're waiting for some magic fairy to come make it happen for you? Or do you remember that God has given giving you the equipment to fight the enemy and fight for everything that you are supposed to have. Everything that Jesus won for us on the cross, everything that Jesus won for us when he went to hell and defeated hell, everything that Jesus said that we could have before he ascended on high and left us gifts. Are you a fighter? And I know that we get mixed emotions in our society about women being fighter because fighters, because on the one hand, we're supposed to be ladies. We're supposed to be ladylike and we're supposed to be poised and have etiquette and manners and we're not supposed to be too loud. We're not supposed to be too this and not supposed to be too that. And if you are a fighter in the in the natural, you're looked down upon. And I am not encouraging you to go out and be a fighter. Please do not go and start a fight. But I do want you to develop a fighter's mentality down on the inside of you that there is nothing that the enemy has stolen from you or nothing that the enemy has distracted you from that you're willing to just leave on the wayside. If God said you can have it, I want you to develop this mentality where you see that it's worth your time, it's worth your energy, is worth your faith, is worth your prayers, is worth your fasting, is worth your faith confessions, is worth you being accountable to somebody else who will hold you to the standards that you say you want to have in your life. Are you willing to fight? And I just gave you some tools of warfare, time, energy, faith, prayer, fasting, accountability, faith confessions, giving. But are you even at the place in your life that you're willing to pick up those war, those war weapons and pick up those tools and go after everything that God said you could have? Who's worth it in your life? Who is the family member who doesn't know Christ or the family member who does know Christ but isn't growing in their spiritual walk with God? What? Who's the person who needs you to be in a fight? What dream needs for you to get in the fight? 
What situation in your life needs for you to get in the fight? What sickness has been taking too much time and too much energy in your body that needs for you to get in the fight? Because you have the ability to fight. You have the ability to fight and win. And I want to encourage you over the next couple of weeks to become a woman who is a warrior in the spirit, a woman who walks with big steps. You mean like you have on the best shoes and when you when people hear you come they're like, oh, she's coming with the fight. And not that you're coming to be mean, not that you're coming to be rude, that not that you're coming to be nasty, but you're so full of the wisdom of God and you're so full of the power of God that you bring all of that to the fight, knowing that you will win. And you develop the mentality that the enemy can't have anything that God said that you could have. If God said that you could have 3,000 uh pairs of, I don't know, socks, and you only have 290, uh, I said 3,000, 200, 900 pairs of socks that you're not saying, well, I have a whole bunch of socks, but you're going after every single thing that God said you could have. So again, are you a fighter or are you a waiter? Are you just sitting around waiting on somebody to come and rescue you, waiting on a move from God, waiting on somebody to give you a plan, waiting on just whatever you're believing God for to just show up in your life. Well, there are some things that God will supernaturally send to you. And there are some things that you're going to absolutely have to be willing to fight for. And I want you to just develop the mentality that I am a fighter. And I want to convince you during this podcast of why you should fight. Because without you being willing to put in a fight, you're going to continue to be frustrated. You're going to continue to become complacent. You're going to continue to become um, comfortable where you are. And even if your life is perfect, if you just feel like everything is going well, I have news for you. There's still something more that God wants you to obtain. There is something so much more for you. And I want you to become a fighter. Now, I'll tell you a little bit about me and how I am developing to be a stronger fighter. I'm a fighter and I I fought for my children. I fought for my marriage. I fought for my finances. Um, there, There have been so many areas in my life that I've had to use all the tools that I mentioned earlier, prayer, fasting, giving, my time, my energy, my focus, my faith confession to get what God said I can have. One example is that when we believe in God, we were believing God for children. The doctors and all kind of specialists told us that it would never happen for us, for us to stop trying. But I refused to let go of the promise that God gave me for children. And it didn't matter what diagnosis they gave me. And they've given me all kind of diagnosis, um, polycystic ovary syndrome and incompetent cervix and all these other things. And yes, I'm being very transparent because I want to give you the ammunition that you need to fight. But yet God gave me a promise that he would allow my quiver to be full, that he would give me me my heart's desire that he would heal my body and I had to be willing to fight. I had to be willing to fight through the first miscarriage, to fight through the second miscarriage, to fight through the third miscarriage, to fight through the fourth miscarriage, to get what God said that I could have. And now I have two beautiful children because I was willing to stay in the fight. My husband and I have been married for 25 years. The first couple of years weren't that great, but now it is absolutely fantastic. I had to be willing to stay in the fight for my marriage, stay in the fight for my health, stay in the fight for finances, to be debt free and anything 
that you're willing to dream any desire that God gives you. If God gave it to you, if God gave you the idea, if God gave you the image, if God gave you the dream, it is absolutely worth your time and absolutely worth your effort to get into the fight, to believe God for endowment of power, to fight the enemy. And so we already know, and we'll maybe talk about this a little bit later in more detail in other podcasts, that your enemy, you're not wrestling against flesh and blood, that you are absolutely wrestling against the enemy, that it is his job to try to distract you from what God says that you can have or for him to wave false gold in front of you or false victories. But you have to know with great clarity what God has called you to do, how he's called you to do it and what victory looks like for you so that you can be willing to go after everything that God has. I want you to turn off this podcast, not right now when I finish talking, I want you to turn it off and I want you to begin to get angry about all the things that the enemy has stolen from you, all the things, all the goals that have gone unaccomplished. And I want you to direct your, your energy and your anger not at somebody, not at some situation, not at the government, not at the economy, but at the enemy who is truly your enemy, who the devil, who is truly your enemy, who is trying to rob you of what God said you could have. You are a winner. You are called to be victorious. The Bible says you are more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. And so there's nothing that the enemy can put in front of you that you cannot defeat. All he can do is distract you. He cannot stop you unless you allow him. So let's begin to fight. Open up your Bible to 1 Timothy chapter 6. And if you're driving, don't open your Bible. If you're at work, maybe not open your Bible. It depends on what kind of job you have. But if you're not in a position that you can open your Bible now, make a commitment to go back and open it later. And we're not going to turn to a lot of scripture because it's the design of this podcast to give you be small pieces of scripture bit by bit so that you can really digest it. I don't want you to have to turn to five and six different scriptures. And that's how we teach at our church. We're a word teaching church. So there's nothing wrong with that. But I want you to be able to accurately apply the word of God skillfully apply the word of God. So we're only going to look at a couple of verses today because I want you to be skillful in applying those couple of verses and really understanding what God is saying to you and developing the idea that you are designed to fight and you can fight like a lady. You can fight in your heels. You can fight in your designer bag. You can fight with your designer couture clothes on, or you could put on sweatpants and tennis shoes and fight like that. But I want you to be willing to be a woman who is ready and equipped to fight for every single thing that God said you could have. Now, look at 1 Timothy chapter 6 and look at verse 11. It says, but thou, O man or woman of God, flee these things and follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, patience, meekness, Verse 12 says, fight the good fight of faith. So the Bible is talking about in verse 11, fleeing these things. And in verse 10 is saying that the love of money is the root of all evil. And we won't go too much into that verse tonight. But then in verse 11, it says, flee these things, talking about coveting after things and just going after stuff without hearing from God first. And it says, and follow after righteousness, which is right standing with God, godliness, which is being like God, faith, which is belief in the word of God, backed up by a corresponding action, love, which is God, patience and meekness. So he's telling you what to follow after. And then the very next thing says, and fight. 
So when God is telling us that we should follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, and meekness, and then he follows that up right afterwards with fight. Fight the good fight of faith. And so here is the why that you and I should be willing to fight to I'm sorry, be willing to fight because God said so. It's just that simple. I mean, we could come up with a lot of deep theologic reasons as to why we should fight, but simply because God puts fighting in the same breath as following after righteousness, as following after godliness, as following after faith, love, patience, and meekness. And he follows that up with fight, that he wants us to be a people. We are called to be soldiers. We're, we're in God's army. We're a part of the royal priesthood and we should be equipped to fight. And now fighting again doesn't mean that you're jumping in somebody's face or that you're pulling hair or going into the bank and flipping over desk if they don't give you the loan. No, you have to be a smart fighter, that there's a way that you can fight without having to ever raise your voice. You don't have to ever uh, point your finger or roll your neck. You don't have to ever take off your earrings and your shoes. But for us, our fight is a fight of faith where we're using the tools that God has given us to be great at combat, to be great at warfare, spiritual warfare, so that we can win the fight that God has for us. Let's keep reading. Um, it says, fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life, whereunto thou art called and has professed a good profession before many witnesses. And so we see fight as sandwiched between two things. It's sandwiched between follow after righteousness, goodness, faith, love, patience, and meekness. And then right after it says fight, it says lay hold on eternal life whereunto you are called. And so we know that there's not an option that God wants us to have eternal life. We know that he wants us to follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, love, and patience. So then we cannot just eliminate and just decide, oh, God doesn't want me to fight. He absolutely wants you to fight. And there are some things in your life that you're only going to be able to obtain if you're willing to fight for it. There are some things are not, they're just not going to come to you easy because the enemy is out there. The Bible says that he's going to and fro seeking whom he can desire. The Bible says in Job that when the sons of God went and presented themselves to God, that Satan showed up with them. So he's following you to church. He's listening to you when you're looking at your vision board and saying your faith confessions. He's going with you to the board meeting. So he knows everything that you're believing God for. So then what is his agenda? It's to distract things and put things in front of you so that it can stop you from obtaining what God says that you can have. And when you have a situation in your life that you've been believing God for something for so long, you can begin to think, well, maybe God doesn't want me to have that. Maybe God doesn't want me to be married. Maybe God doesn't want me to have a baby. Maybe God doesn't want me to uh, get a raise or have more money. Maybe God doesn't want me to be whole. Maybe he doesn't, you know, maybe he gave me this illness to be a testimony for someone else. Maybe he gave me this situation. If you are able to dream it and see it with your faith's eye, you can have anything that God said that you can have, anything that you can 
dream, any vision that you can see, if you can see yourself happy, if you can see yourself with no anxiety, if you can see yourself yourself uh, depressed free, if you can see yourself out of debt, if you can see yourself happy in a good relationship, if you can see yourself owning your own business, if you can see it, then you can have it. And so what the devil will do is try to distract you from being able to see. He wants to clutter you with all of these distractions so that you won't be able to see or he wants to dull your passion to fight and have you thinking that, oh, it's not your season. It's not your turn. You can't have it. And I'm telling you that it is all a distraction. It is all a trick of the enemy. God absolutely wants you to have it, but you have to develop the why to fight. Now, we're not even going to get into how to fight tonight. Well, tonight, today, this afternoon, whenever you're listening to this, we're not going to get into the why, the how to fight or even who to fight, but I want you to get it settled in your heart and in your mind that the why for fighting, that you should be willing to fight, that there is someone in your family who may not ever come into a full understanding of the word of God unless you're willing to fight for them. If there is a job opportunity or a business opportunity that you may not ever be able to obtain unless you're willing to fight for it, that there is a relationship status that you might really want, but unless you're willing to fight for it, you will never obtain it. And so you have to see being willing to fight the good fight of faith as important is laying hold of eternal life. And we all know that it is the will of God that all men be saved. And so if again, fighting is right in line with laying a hold of eternal life, you have got to be willing to be a fighter. You cannot sit on the sideline anymore and wait for someone to come and rescue you. You are not a damsel in distress. You are not just some broken princess that's been locked in a tower waiting for some Prince Charming to come and rescue you. You are a woman and die with the very power of God, the Holy Spirit lives on the inside of you to give you wisdom and strength and courage and boldness. And you have the ability to go before the very throne room of God, to sit at God's feet and have him tell you exactly what to do and give you the power to do it and the wisdom to do it. But you have to be willing to show up first. You have to be willing to get in the fight. So now if you're saying, Oh man, that sounds good. I used to be a fighter, but now I've lost my fight. You have to go back and ask yourself, what happened to your fight? What happened? You know, why did you stop fighting? Why did you think you needed to stop fighting for what God said that you could have? Is it because you got married and now you've just put the responsibility of fighting off on your husband? Is it because you started dating and you've put the responsibility of fighting off on your boyfriend? Is it because you go to a good word teaching church like Flow Church and now you feel like it's only the pastors and the elders job to uh, pray for you and fight for you? There are some people who will come and say, oh, can you pray for me? And I'll say, yes, I'll be happy to add my agreement to your faith of what you're praying for. What have you been praying about? And they say, oh, I haven't been praying. So you want me to pray, but you haven't prayed. And I will still pray for that person. I have no problem praying for anybody, but you have to be willing to be a participant in your own battle plan, a participant in your own fight. You have to develop the why, like why is this necessary? Because there are lives on the line, because the quality of your personal life is on the line. There are so many things on the line that you need to be willing to fight for. So what's the application here? I want you to look at 1 Timothy 
uh, chapter six, and I know we've already read it. We're not going to read it again, but for the next couple of days, I want you to take the time to just take out an index card, or if you have a journal, or if you have a vision board or a whiteboard or something, I want you to actually write this scripture down. Verse 12, fight the good fight of faith, lay hold of eternal life, whereunto thou art called and has professed a good profession before many witnesses. And I want you just to write out that scripture. I'm reading it from King James, but you can do it from English Standard or Amplified or whatever your favorite version is, Message Bible. But I want you to write it down. I literally want you to physically write it down. I don't want you to type it into your iPod or your phone or your keyboard or your computer. I want you to literally write it down because there's something that happens when you just make the the um, hand-eye coordination of writing things down. I want you to write down that verse, fight the good fight of faith. And a good fight is any fight that you win. Ask any boxer, did you have a good fight? Well, no, I lost. <laughs> you know, I had a good fight when I win. But you know that you win. You win all the time because Jesus has already obtained the victory. So a good fight for you and I is the fight that we're willing to show up for. If we're willing to show up for it, we will win that fight because we have a promise from God about that fight. But the good fight of faith. And then I want you to next to that line, what are the fights that you need to be in right now? What are some things that you need to be doing right now that you should be fighting for? Is it for your health? And okay, there are some big health items there. There is uh, cancer and leukemia and lupus. And th those are big things that we want to fight for those because the Bible says in the Gospels that Jesus went into every city and he healed every sickness and every disease. There is a fight for healing. God will heal you. And then there are illnesses that are not as life-threatening, such as high blood pressure or um, ele elevated glucose levels or obesity. I want you to see those as being as significant as the first ones I mentioned and be willing to fight for your health. Should you be, should you be in a fight right now for your education? That God tell you to go back to school, but you haven't gone because you think you're too something. You're too old. You're too busy. You're too young. Um, you, you don't have enough money. You, you don't have enough support system. Write down what you should be in a fight for. Should you be in a fight for your education? Should you be in a fight for your ministry? Do you believe that God has called you to do ministry at a different level than what you're doing it now? Should you be in a fight for your marriage? Should you be in a fight for your family members, your siblings who are unsaved, your cousins who are unsaved, your neighbors who are unsaved? Should you be in a fight for your marriage? Should you be in a fight for your children that the enemy will not distract your children into ungodly living? Should you be in a fight for your business, for your finances, for your friendships, for whatever area of your life? So next to the line, fight the good fight of faith. I want you to just put a couple bullet marks under that and write down what you should be in a fight for. Lay a hold of eternal life. And we understand that Jesus came that we might have life and life more abundantly. So eternal life is not just living in heaven with God forever. It's the Zoe kind of life, the good kind of life. What does the good life look like for you? What it looks like for me is different than what it looks like for you. And the reason that I want you to write that down is because that will then point back to the first part of the verse to tell you what your good fight is. Should you be in a fight? Does the good life for you look like a different house? Does it look like peace of mind? Does it look like a simpler job? I taught um, 
at our Breathe conference recently about Hallmark Channel. And one thing that's very appealing to many women is the simplicity of life. So success and prosperity doesn't always mean having the big title or the big office or the big corner office or having a, a multi-billion dollar empire business. For some people, that's not what they really want. For some people, they just want a simple house with a two dogs and a cat or two children and a mouse or whatever, you know, you have to define for yourself, what does the good life look for you? And when you lay hold of eternal life, God doesn't want eternal life for you to start when you die. It's you starting the good life right now. And then it continues for you through eternity. That is just a continuum that you're living with God forever. You're starting your life with God right now on earth and then just continues forever. So what does the good life mean to you? It says, whereunto thou art called, that there is a certain calling on your life. What calling should you be, should you be fighting for? And the calling is not going to always be a fivefold ministry calling. It may be that you're called to be a mom. You're called to be a wife. You're called to business. You're called to be an entrepreneur. You're called to catering. You're called, you know, you could be called to a number of different things, but write down what you're called to. The next, the next clause in the verse says, has per, that that thou has professed a good profession before many men who have you been talking to who are the people that you've been sharing your dreams with but you haven't been willing to fight for you know when you sit around with your girlfriends and you're sipping tea and eating some coffee a uh, cake and you're saying you know what if i had a million dollars i would do this if i just didn't have to go to work if i didn't have to work this nine to five job i would do this what are the confessions that you have been making before other people of what you really want you may disguise it by telling it in a joke, or you may disguise it by telling it with a flip hand, but in your heart of hearts, you know that if there was some way that you could really have that, that you would go after it. What are the confessions or the professions that you have been making about your life that you really want? And when you go through and make all those notations about this verse, now you'll have a better picture of what you should be fighting for. And now this is your why. Now you have your why. Why am I going to be a fighter? Because you see your daughter's name is on the paper or you see your son's name is there or you see your husband's name is there or you see the name of an illness that you know you're not supposed to have or the name of an illness that you know your sister or your brother is not supposed to have. You see that lack is not supposed to be there. All the things that you've written down. Down, those are your whys. Those are your reasons to fight. And for the rest of this week, I want you to just begin to pray over those things. You're not starting to fight yet. You're just being settled and concrete on the why that these are all things in my life that need to be different. And this is my reason for becoming a woman who is a fighter. And I want you to pick up that piece of paper, that index card, that construction paper, whatever the journal, whatever you have written it on. And I want you to make a commitment to every day for the next seven days to look at that paper. Now, I am not saying that in seven days is going to change. The only thing that's going to change is that you're going to be convinced by the time we get together again for the next podcast, I'm ready to begin learning how to fight. We're not going to start fighting next week. We're going to begin to learn how to fight. How do you condition yourself for a fight? If you've ever looked at any kind of boxing movies or if you've seen boxers, um, one thing that they're always doing is they're running. And it's funny that they're running because the rink isn't but so big, but you always see them running long distances. Why? Because they're conditioning their body for endurance. They're conditioning their heart their cardiovascular system, their lungs to be able to endure 
all of the the stress on their body that happens in that ring. So you can't go from developing a why, now you know why I should fight, to jumping in the ring. You have to be conditioned. You have to develop endurance. You have to get the right clothes, and that's called the the armor of God. You may have to equipped, um, assemble a squad to go with you. Your girls might have to go into prayer and fasting with you to hold you accountable and then to always to um, also support you. So there are some things that we have to learn about how to fight. But right now, I just want you to identify that you should fight. So the verse that we're studying this week is first Timothy chapter six, verse 11 and 12. And then the application is I want you writing down verse 12. I want you dissecting it. I want you putting bullet points. I want you to use different kind of markers and highlighters all in your own handwriting and identify the good fight. Identify what the good life looks for you because you're laying a hold of eternal life. Identify what you're called to and then identify the profession or the confession that you've been making before many men. And who are those many witnesses? I'm sorry, many witnesses, not many men. Who are those many witnesses? Is it your friends? Is it your family? Is it your cat? Is it your dog? If it's your cat or your dog, we need to start talking to some people, um, but we'll, we'll let that go for now. Um, but who are those people? And I want you to meditate on it all week. Just digest this scripture, memorize this verse if you can, and just really, really apply this to your life. And once you apply this, study and apply this, you'll begin to thrive in this area because you'll know why you should be a fighter. Well, thanks for hanging out with me today. Today is the end of our podcast. I pray that you enjoyed it. Join me next week. You'll get an alert in your email or whatever platform that you're listening to this podcast that a new one will come out. You'll get a new podcast from me every week and we will study, apply and thrive together. Have a great night, a great afternoon, a great morning, a great midday, whatever time you're listening to this. Have a great day. Take care and we'll talk soon.